Hey guys, real quick, just wanted to make you guys aware if you don't already know about this. Uh, every Tuesday night, Autumn and I get on Facebook live at 8.15 Central Standard Time for about a half an hour. And man, we just answer questions. We have an open discussion about all things fitness, finance, and faith. And we've been doing this for all of 2018, and it's been a lot of fun, and we really look forward to it every week. And so I wanted to make you guys aware and invite you guys to join us on the next Tuesday. You know, as your schedule permits, man. I mean, we're all busy. We're all super busy. And so just pop in for a few minutes, you know, just kind of be a casual observer or bring a question or a comment or an issue or whatever. Facebook live every Tuesday night, 8.15 Central Standard Time. I will see you guys there. Jim Schultz here for the F-Cubed Podcast, and man, we made it. It is a Friday, and so, uh, yeah, I don't think I need to say anything else about that. I think that kind of speaks for itself. Isn't that right, Biscuit? Yeah, Biscuit and I, man, we're getting ready for this Red Sox game that's going to start in about 12 minutes, so let's see if we can get this podcast done in about 11 minutes and 45 seconds. So, uh, today I want to talk a little bit about something fitness related. And this is something that I've certainly mentioned in the past and probably referenced on more than one occasion. But I actually had an opportunity to do a collaboration last night with a girl from Philadelphia who owns her own, I think she owns her own gym. She has her own fitness company, her own fitness brand. She competes in martial arts. She has competed as a bodybuilder. She has, you know, she coaches people and runs her gym. And she is just like straight up all-star ranks across the board. And so her and I kind of crossed paths. And I said, hey, we should do something together. And so we did. We did a little uh, three-part video series that we shot last night about fat loss. Kind of like some fat loss tips. And so that'll be released probably whenever we have a chance to edit it down and do all that kind of stuff. But So be on the lookout for that coming out in the next probably few weeks, maybe a month or so. But just talking with her, one of the things we talked about was carb cycling. And she's a huge fan of carb cycling. And if you guys have followed anything that I have done, you know that I love me some carb cycling, man. And so I thought I would take a minute and speak directly to the psychological side of carb cycling. And this is where it gets super interesting for me. And I know I use that phrase at least three times every episode, but it really is true, man. Like inside of these three F's, I am just, I'm fascinated by each one of them, you know, obviously for different reasons. But when it comes to carb cycling, the thing that probably fascinates me the most about it isn't even how effective it is. And it is hugely effective. That's why I use it on myself. That's why I use it on my athletes. I just, I think that it is a great way to structure your nutritional program. It's certainly not the only way. And that kind of leads into this point of fascination that I have. The evidence or the science behind carb cycling, it's kind of mixed, man. Like straight up, if I'm just being real with you guys, like physiologically, I don't know if there is an edge 
to carb cycling. Physiologically, within the physiological range, I don't know if carb cycling is superior to any other nutritional plan when you control for things like calories and things like protein and things like fiber. I don't know if there is an advantage. I think if you averaged the same macros across the board and you were in a deficit, of course, and you ate the same macros every day or you cycled around that average level of macros, I kind of have a feeling that you might end up at the same body weight, at the same body fat percentage with basically the same results. Now, the one caveat that I have to that, and I'm actually really taking a lot of time to learn more about this and educate myself more about this little hormone called leptin. So you've got leptin, you've got ghrelin. Leptin is basically, it's basically the hormone inside of your body that helps you regulate your hunger and to know or recognize when you are full versus when you are hungry. So like when you feel full, your your leptin levels spike and that hormone basically sends a signal to your brain to let you know like, hey, like you're, you're good, you're set, you don't need to eat anymore. And again, it's really helpful to remember that our bodies were built to survive. Our bodies were not built to be shredded or huge, you know, or just just ripped to the gills. Our bodies were built to just, you know, maintain life. And so leptin spikes, you feel full, you get a signal that you're full, you stop eating. Well, there might be something to the whole idea that spikes in leptin could boost your metabolism. Higher leptin levels could equate to higher metabolic rates, which if that is true, you can reasonably deduce moving one link down the logic chain that, well, if I have a higher metabolism, I'm burning more calories. So therefore, higher leptin levels would equate to an advantage. And so when you carb cycle and you have those higher carb days, you spike your leptin levels. Is there an edge to that or not? I don't know. Um, I'm in the process of figuring that out for you guys. I'm in the process of figuring that out for myself, honestly. But I'm going to bring you guys along for the ride too. Like Once I have this figured out, I'm going to let you guys know. But that's not really the point of today's podcast. I mean, it is. I wanted to talk about all that because it's important to kind of tee up the psychological side of it all. But I would read all that and I'm like, wow, that's so interesting because if that's really true, then how do you explain or how can I explain the fact that carb cycling has been so effective for me? How can I explain the fact that when I am not carb cycling, I have a difficult time moving forward. Whereas when I do carb cycle, I have an easier time moving forward. And by moving forward, I mean in a fat loss, in a cutting phase. Now, I think a lot of it has to do with the adherence aspect. You know, I'll be the first one to tell you that when I'm not carb cycling, I generally don't adhere as well to the protocols as I should. And so that actually could be the entire reason. So again, just putting it all out on the table for you guys. That's a big part of the puzzle. But then I'm like, all right, but even still, like, is there more going on? And the answer to that is, yeah, I think there is. And I think it's the psychological side of it all. And here's what I mean by that. When you carb cycle, 
right? The basic idea is for, for those of you guys out there and girls that are listening and carb cycling might be new and you might not even really be that familiar with the, the idea or the term. Maybe you've heard of it. You know, if you've been poking around inside of the fitness circles for any length of time, you've probably heard the term carb cycling. But just in case you haven't heard of it or you don't know what it is, you basically have some average level of macros that, you know, that might be your maintenance level, that might be slightly below maintenance, right? There's a, there's a number of ways that you could slice this up. But you either have like low days, medium days, and high days, or some people just do low days and high days. Like Natalie, the girl that I collaborated with last night, she only does low days and high days. That's kind of her go-to carb cycling approach. I've done that before in the past. I actually don't like that as much, but it, that's only for my own personal reasons. It, there's nothing wrong with that strategy at all. But the idea is, you know, you keep your protein pretty constant from one day to the next. You could keep your fat constant. You could cycle your fat along with the carbs, which is kind of what I tend to do. Or again, another thing that Natalie kind of suggested last night was what she likes to do is on her low carb days, she actually boosts her fat a little bit. And on a high-carb day, she actually takes a little bit away from fat because she's constantly monitoring the energy balance. And I like that approach too. But the primary variable that you are toggling is carbohydrates. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It only took me eight and a half minutes to get to the point. That's, uh, that's not bad. You know, not my best, not my worst. It's somewhere in the middle, speaking of cycling. I'll tell you what, man. When you're carb cycling... I almost feel like you get the best of both worlds. I almost feel like every day you just feel like you can't lose. And here's the reason why. So when you have low days, those days are really, really hard, especially at the beginning, right? It's kind of incredible how your body starts to adapt. And then you just kind of, the low days aren't even that hard after a while. Like after a while, the low days are just kind of like, ah, it's okay. Like, yes, you're tired and you're fatigued and you feel drained, but you're actually not that hungry. At least I, I, that's how I used to get. Now, that's going to be very different from one person to the next based on their metabolic rates and all that kind of stuff. But generally speaking, this is a common occurrence that I've heard of from a number of athletes and bodybuilders and powerlifters alike that once you kind of settle into a rhythm, it's actually not that bad. But nevertheless, the low days are hard. Well, I'll tell you what, man. There are few better feelings within the world of fitness than just knocking out and dominating a low-carb day that is like really low. You feel an immense sense of accomplishment. Like you will feel like you are invincible. Like you will feel like you cannot be beaten because you're like, wow, I just did this. I can do anything. Right? I mean, it's kind of like that, that YouTube video I just recently did, Snapping Out of a Funk. If you guys haven't seen that yet, go, go to the channel and check that guy out. It's only like four minutes long. But, you know, we all have these funks we get into, so I gave you guys three tips to get out of those funks. And one of the tips I said was, you've got to constantly feed your mind with positive self-talk. And one of the ways I would always do this to myself was I would say, hey, I can do this. I've done this before. When you dominate these low-carb days, you are just stockpiling so much ammunition for your self-confidence because the more low-carb days you continue to dominate 
And some will be better than others, and some you'll make mistakes, and some you'll fall off the track. That's just life, man. That's just part of being human. But by and large, if you keep just making contact with the ball and just hitting that thing back up the middle, you will just continue to boost your self-esteem in a way that not many things within fitness can do, quite honestly. And then you flip around to a high-carb day, and I mean, do I even need to like, do I even need to qualify this? I don't think I do. I mean, pancakes, Pop-Tarts, pasta, pizza, pierogies, just because it started with a P. I don't think I've had a pierogi in maybe my entire life. Maybe I had one or two. But if you love pierogies, man, you have all the pierogies you want on your high-carb day. When you're used to eating, you know, 150 carbs on a medium day, maybe 80 to 100 on a low day, you know, you set yourself up for 250 to 300 on a high day, it basically feels like an infinite amount of carbs. And so it's amazing to be able to like, to be like hey man, I'm going to have this Snickers bar, and you know what? Not only am I not going to feel bad about it, but I may have a second one on this high-carb day because I got plenty of macros to work with. Talk about feeling invincible. Well, you probably won't feel invincible when you get done. You're probably going to feel like garbage. But that's okay. That's part of, that's, that's part of the high-carb day. It is the best garbage feeling you will ever experience. But all kidding aside, it's like, I can't lose, man. I'm winning on the low days. I'm winning on the high days. And then I've got the medium days just to kind of circle the wagons and regroup. And so, forget the physiological benefits. Psychologically, that is powerful stuff, man. Psychologically, that is super potent. And so, you know, if you guys are out there and you haven't tried carb cycling before, I would strongly encourage you to give it a shot. Because like I said, you're going to recognize its psychological powers, you know, pretty early on. And so I hope this was helpful for you guys. The Red Sox game just started, so I need to shut this down. But I hope that uh, this was valuable for you. I hope you got some insights from this. I hope it helps you in your training, your nutrition, and what have you. And most of all, man, I hope you guys have a great weekend. I hope it's filled with you know rest and relaxation and time with loved ones and you know lots of God's blessings just shower down upon your life. And I will see you guys on Monday for a motivational piece. I have no idea what it's going to be, but I'll try to come up with something worthwhile in the next 48 hours. We'll see you guys then. Hey guys, you're listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. I am so humbled by your time and your attention. Man, it would mean the world to me if right now, if you texted one of your friends with a link to this podcast and you were just like, hey, check this guy out, give this guy a listen, you know, I think fitness, finance, faith, you know, it might help you out. Help me spread the message. Help me spread the word. Man, it would be phenomenal.